we've got one roll left. We're out of toilet paper. I'm two shits away from God knows what. So Feeling it today, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to. <coughs> I'm sorry. Welcome to chapter 100 and had a month to look it up. Don't know, but it's good to be back and it's probably like 140 something. That's what I'm vibing. That's what I remember it being it as. And uh, yeah, we're doing it and I'm just going to come out and say it. I got one roll left in this household. How are you going for toilet paper? Because we're down to the scraps. I'm two shits away from wiping my ass with a catalogue from Harvey Norman. So that's where Australia's at. Actually, before we talk about that, we've got to read some tour dates because if you didn't hear, I'm on the run this year. Yeah, I killed, I've been killing so hard at every gig I do that they're legitimately after me. They're like, oh, how'd your gig go? Yeah, fucking murdered it. Uh Uh-oh, now the cops are after me. All right, and you can catch me, brand new show, on the run at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Starts in three weeks. Get on board, we'd love to see you there. Uh, Starts March 25th, we're starting off this tour to April 19th. That's 23 goddamn shows, okay? And the weekend's already filling up. Every single weekend show sold out last year. Even Thursdays started selling out, so don't say... I didn't warn you. Um, and then, yeah, I'd love to see you there. Then Albury, Wollongong, Canberra, Newcastle, Sydney. Sydney is almost half full. Woohoo! That show's going to sell out. Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Brisbane. That will definitely sell out as well. Uh, Adelaide, I'm doing two shows because last year we overfilled the goddamn room. Uh, thanks to you, legends. Geelong, Bunbury, and Perth. Get on it. It's going to be a massive tour. I say this every year, but it Thanks to everyone who knew who keeps on coming on board. The tours do get bigger every single year, and uh, I'm super excited about it. So, yes, yeah, so I'm doing some of the same venues as last year, and then some of the venues are heaps bigger. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Get on board. Uh, so, the great Australian toilet paper crisis is upon us uh, for some reason. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to tell you my thoughts because obviously it's getting a bit old. Everyone keeps talking about it. Here's here's where I'm at with the toilet paper thing. If you don't know, by the way, if you live under more of a rock than I do, which would be hard to achieve, but if you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, like, Luke, why are you talking about poo tickets, bruh? Because coronavirus is obviously taken over the world, right? It's It's a bloody epidemic. It is. But then it's also very hyped as well, like overhyped. And apparently everyone thinks we're going to be on lockdown for months and every single uh, supermarket in the country pretty much is sold out completely of toilet paper. And I don't know why it hasn't affected canned food as much. I mean, a lot of people have been buying up canned food. This is what the thing I'm most confused about is it's like, great. So if you honestly think it's going to be like an apocalypse or the end of the world and we're all going to have to stay inside, so you're like, all right, what do we need? Why does toilet paper, why is toilet paper the first thing that comes to mind? Food first, because then you'll be able to shit, then work out how you're going to clean your shit. Buy the stuff that's going to give you poo, 
before trying to solve the poo problem that you you're not even going to have a poo crisis if you haven't bought any fucking food i saw these there's pictures and i'll put them up on the screen now right pictures of just trolley loads people walking up with eight 12 packs 824 packs and stuff of toilet paper from supermarkets like this is an apocalypse 93,000 cases in the world. These are the stats before we even get into this because we are getting into it. Okay, that's what we're it's what we're starting. This is memoirs of a white guy. So you can fucking bet I'm raging about toilet paper for 15 plus minutes today. What else is there to talk about? Apparently, if you watch the news, nothing, nothing else to this. <laughs> to the only thing people are talking about. All right, so God darn if, if I'm not going to get on board and milk this for content. Uh, <laughs> so here's the stats of the coronavirus. Or, obviously, horrible. I don't need to say that. Everyone agrees, right? 93,000 cases worldwide. 53,000 of the people who have had coronavirus already completely recovered. That's over half. That's great. There's been 6,000-something deaths. Fucking horrible, right? That's, that is heaps, and I fully understand the panic. But the level of panic, specifically regarding lack of toilet paper, I cannot fathom. I believe the reason why people are buying up all the toilet paper, uh, it's happening all around the world, but mainly in Australia. Like people, even overseas news programs are like, yeah, Australia's really taken a liking to, to toilet paper for some reason, you know, like buy some Heinz, you know, get some canned spag bowl up here instead of buying bum tickets, you know, it's just, anyway, so what was I saying? Fuck, I don't know why I have a podcast, man. I just lose my train of thought so easily and <laughs> I have one job, which is focus on a topic and that's it. And I just fucked it up. Hang on, where's how? You know what? Let's all just wait in uncomfortable silence while I get back on my point. <sighs> That's right. I don't understand why people are buying toilet paper. That's my point. <laughs> Thanks for waiting. So, uh, yeah, why? Because if it is the end of the world, that surely shouldn't be the main priority. Let's look at it from a survival point of view. Shall we? So let's let's say worst case scenario does happen. No one can leave their house, right? All the Chinese. Okay, so no, this is what I was actually saying. And now there's two train of thoughts. God damn, it's a fucking double train line today. Woo, all thoughts ahead. Um, <laughs> so the the reasons why people are buying up. That's what I was saying. The reasons why people are buying up the toilet paper is because one, I think there's some doomsday kind of vibe going on where people think we're not going to be able to leave the house the second reason is and i think the main reason is people think that uh because china is shutting down all their trade to try and contain this virus that there'll be no more toilet paper what people don't realize is that i read a stat i don't know how true it is but over 75 percent of the toilet paper that we wipe our assholes with in this country is made in this country yeah we're we're aussie made that, that that's isn't that doesn't that make you happy we're wiping our own shit with our own shit how good's that that's the most australian thing ever i love that and so people really need to calm the fuck down i've i've watched interviews okay like you know from 
people who run supermarkets and stuff, and they're just like, yeah, everyone, the public is being incredibly irresponsible. Okay, it's if you've if you're one of these people right now, or if your parents have gone out and bought up a whole fucking aisle's worth of toilet paper, and now your garage is just full of like just you know it's just full of stacked up can you imagine just a white stack of toilet paper if you're one of those people you might be getting mad right now you might be like oh i disagree with you look and you might be like oh i'm gonna dislike the video or whatever you know that's how you might get back i'm gonna dislike it because uh, i reckon that's what goes through everyone's head when they dislike a youtube video they go oh and then they dislike it <laughs> As if that will send a message to the creator, like, oh, no. <laughs> I think that's fun to do. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you're getting mad right now, hey, just fuck off, right? Stop listening. Um, that's another thing. I'm going to go off on a million tangents here, but I don't get mad ever while I'm watching something. You know why? Because I'll just be like, hmm, I don't like that. Next. Oh. That's it. So if you are one of those people that's bought up 100 rolls of toilet paper, right, because, uh, you know, you're, you have a, uh, a teeny-weeny insy brain, if you're one of those people, uh, it's very irresponsible and it's fucking annoying because last night I was legitimately going to buy toilet paper, not because I'm a fucking imbecile who watches the news. I didn't even have my TV plugged in for three months. I didn't realize I didn't have an antenna. That's how little I give a shit, right, about anything, which is partly my problem as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've all got flaws. Move on. So I'm so I'm the most, you know, like if you're new to this podcast, if you're like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to listen, right? You're listening to a podcast from the most uninformed human alive. You know how basic my head is? A thousand percent basic. That's how uninformed I am. I am equally as basic as I am uninformed. So if you look into this podcast for stats, a solution, look elsewhere. But if you're looking to just, you know, have a chuckle at the expense of all the fucking dickheads who bought up on my toilet paper, then great. Welcome aboard. This will be fun. So I did a gig last night. Uh, Meg goes, oh, can you pick up toilet paper? Although I don't think there'll be any left. And I'd, I'd seen some of the hype. I don't live under a rock that much. I was like, oh yeah, right. Cause people are buying up toilet paper. Cool. I'm sure there'll be at least the shitty brands left. That's what I thought. I was like, guys, oh, you know, there's no way it's actually going to be completely empty. Right. And I, and I was so nervous going into the supermarket thinking everyone's going to like, oh, I just had this image of me walking out with just the normal one packet of toilet paper again, cause I'm not a moron. Um, walking out and everyone going, Oh, look at this dickhead thinks it's going to be a fucking apocalypse. What an idiot. Right. I was so self-conscious about it. I was almost relieved when I went to the aisle and there was no toilet paper. I was like, Oh, thank God. Cause it's the worst time to buy a toilet paper yesterday throughout history as a normal person. Because if you just got seen with walking out of a Coles or a Woolies with toilet paper yesterday, everyone would have been like, on your dickhead. You know what I mean? Now, leave some for the rest of us. I'm like, oh, I just got 12. I need to wipe my bum. You know, that's what I would have been like. Because we've, we've got one roll left. We're out of toilet paper. I'm two shits away from God knows what. Maybe a couple showers, a couple more showers than I'm used to. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm going to have to hit up my parents. You know how pathetic that is? Like I've moved out of home for three months and, you know, some people might be like, oh, mom, dad, you know, I need some help with rent. You know, just I'm just trying to get back on my feet and I promise I'll pay you back. And they'll be like, no worries, son, we love you. Do you know how pathetic it is? I'm going over to my parents tonight and be like, hey, thanks for dinner. Now, can you give me stuff to wipe my ass with? Because I'm an idiot and didn't stock up. <laughs> because, well, it's not, you know what? It's not my fault. I refuse to blame myself. I did what I'm supposed to do, which is running low, be the man of the house, and go buy some stuff from a bum. And then I got to the supermarket and I was like, oh, my bad. I shouldn't have assumed. This is the thing. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I... May I think I'm the nice guy here. I give people the, I give our whole society, the general public, the benefit of the doubt. I saw it all on Facebook going, oh, people are buying up toilet paper. And I was like, yeah, cool. Some people are fucking nuts. Ah, the crazy news. And then I was like, lol, anyway. And I went on with my own life thinking other people would be thinking the same thing. I then go to the supermarket and I'm like, oh, oops. I forgot. People are fucking stupid. We live in a society with imbeciles. Morons. There's no better better way to put it. So I hope you're fucking happy. All right, everyone with garages full of fucking toilet paper. I got one pathetic roll left and I'm going to have to ask my parents if they can literally wipe my ass for me. They haven't done that. Since I was a baby. And here I am, 23 years old. Mom, Dad, can I have some TP? Man, you know like how people used to, like, toilet paper, like TP things for fun? You know, oh, I was a prank. Fucking get him with toilet paper. He's cover shit. Now, that's the equivalent now of covering something with Gucci bags. You know, just like, oh, let's Gucci him. And then they just start throwing designer clothing at someone's house going, oh, suck shit. Because that's how much toilet paper is going to be worth now. Because there's a shortage of it. It's going to be like bananas. when, like, uh, Whenever there's a cyclone, bananas always go up. You know, and you're always like, ah, oh, fuck. And I like bananas. So I'm always like, oh, cop the extra price, support the farmers. You know, that's what you got to do. But I never thought I'd be paying premium price to wipe my shitty bum. <laughs> And this podcast is all about honesty. That's rule number one. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's it's an honesty policy we have here. And could I shit right now? Yeah. Am I going to? No. Nope. Because I'm rationing my poos now. Do I live in the first world? Uh-huh. Memoirs of a white guy. You're listening to it. This is, the, this is an example. This is, I'm having a third world problem in the first world and it's thrown out my whole week you know but okay let's look at it now i will stop talking about this soon (laughs) i promise but let's look at it on a survival aspect alone hypothetically the apocalypse does happen okay you're not allowed to leave the house for four weeks people are legitimately going okay now we have to survive is toilet paper the priority this is the only thing that's confusing me about this. I'm like, I get it. People are stupid. They see other people buying toilet paper. Like, oh, I'm going to do it too because humans are sheep, right? And there's a lot of people out there with intimacy 
teeny minds. But <sighs> I'm sorry. I can't think because I need a shit. And I can't shit because I don't have any toilet paper. This is a fucking vicious cycle. <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, so say it is, right? If you have, it's kind of what I was saying at the start. If you have no food to eat, then you're not going to be able to poo. So people were surviving without toilet paper for years. People were still eating. What do people think is going to happen, right? So say if you're literally trying to survive, toilet paper, not a priority. Clean your bum with something else. You don't need a clean bum to survive. You do need food, right? So that's fair enough. Like I went to the pasture aisle and it was like half bought up. Half the shit was gone. Half the noodles, you know, and like I, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting actually walking through the supermarket after it had just been savaged by like, it was like in a video game or a movie where it was an apocalypse, right? And like, it was like an I Am Legend when they walk into an abandoned supermarket and look, just quick, get supplies. I was like that. Right, but I was like in Hawthorne, you know, and I was going through the aisles, and it was good to see what people. What <laughs> this is what was interesting. It was interesting to see that even in our darkest hour, in most desperate times, what people wouldn't eat, because all that was left was just the shit stuff. So it's like it's good to know now that. Even if there is an apocalypse and there's no food left, people still won't eat fucking cranberry and coconut wheat bix. You know, because I went down the cereal aisle, I was like, oh, I'm running low on wheat bix as well. No regular wheat bix left. People just bought them all up, go quick stockpile the wheat bix. And all that was left was the shitty organic one, cranberry and coconut, and then some muesli grain version of wheat bix. And I was like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> that even if we're all dying, still no one wants to eat fucking cranberry and coconut weepings. <laughs> it was, it, it's a real, it's a bit of a wake up call. If you work at Sanitarium and you're pumping out those shitty spin off versions of weepings, just stick to the original. That's, that's a real, you know, like I think if I was, if I owned a brand, I would walk into the supermarket and be like, what are people actually buying here? You know, like what's what products of ours are left on the shelves in such a desperate time? And, you know, there was just a bunch of shitty brands. You know, I had to get rice bubbles, you know, because there were literally no wheat picks left. And I'm not, I'm obviously not a savage as well. I'm not going to eat cranberry wheat picks, fucking animal. Um, you know, even if the world's ending, I'm going to be civilized and eat like a seven year old instead of like an eight year old man who, who literally is only eating it so he can still shit. But uh, anyway, you don't even want to shit anymore. I, maybe that's why. I, the, I was surprised, like, there was a bunch of items. Like, I think that was the thing. People were buying up all the shit that makes you constipated and then also buying toilet paper. I was like, it's very contradictory. I get it if people were buying up prunes and stuff and then also buying an equal amount. Like, so if you buy a bunch of laxatives and then an equal amount of toilet paper, that makes sense. But theoretically... If you're buying up a bunch of pasta, shit that's just going to clog you up for weeks, you don't really need toilet paper anyway. So it was very confusing walking through that supermarket. And uh, to be honest, can we all just get a, get a fucking grip, you know? Let's be honest, we're probably not going to die. Maybe people will disagree. I just, that's what I think. 
That's my personal opinion, you know? This is like one of those, uh, you know, uh, what are they called? Opinion pieces. <laughs> that's how much, that's how little news I consume. Or I'm like, oh, what's the opinionated piece called? Oh, that's right, the opinion piece. Um, yeah, that's just one of those, you know, I just threw one out there. And very little do, do I get opinionated on this podcast. But that's my opinion. I honestly don't think I'm going to die from the coronavirus. And I might. I might look like a fucking idiot and there'll be the one guy who disliked it going, oh, I don't know. and he'll be like, yeah, I told you. And he might even comment under one of my videos once I'm dead. He'll be like, yeah, he died and I told him so. And he's got the win, you know. I've took, I've taken the L there and I'm happy to own that. But in the off chance that that does happen, happy to own that. However, in the highly likely chance that, look, two people have died in our country. One of them was on the cruise and was elderly. I'm... I'm at the peak physical condition of my life. I mean, not literally now. I haven't hit the world gym, right, on tour for a bit, and I'll talk about the tour in a sec. But uh, I don't think I had that virus could take me out. I've had far too many actual coronas, you know, over the last year to be taken out by the fucking coronavirus. I feel like I'm immune. <laughs> That's such a stupid joke. That's like such a fucking dumb tweet that so many people did this week you know i bet I, I again i don't even go on the internet i just i've seen a few memes about like oh um i've, I've bloody got the coronavirus and it's just a bunch of guys getting pissed and it's like yeah it's a good one boys all right fucking well done um <laughs> such a stupid joke uh anyway so that's it. We're down to our last roll. I need a poo and there's nothing I can do about it because I live in a country with fucking morons. So thanks, everyone. Hope you're proud of yourself sitting on your throne of three-ply, you dog fucking dogs. Double dogs. That's it. It wasn't a great insult, but <laughs> hey, it's the best I could come up with when you need a shit as bad as I do. <laughs> oh, man, it's so grim, dude. I just really didn't think it would come to this, like, at all. I didn't think the coronavirus for me... I don't, I don't think anyone saw this coming. No one saw the coronavirus being just sitting in your regular house, kind of needing to shit, but also wanting to ration the toilet paper. It's just not how I thought this was going to end. I thought it might end with, like, I don't know, just, like, it's shit to do with the virus. <laughs> anyway fucking horrible hope hope everyone's all g stay stay safe out there um i'm going to the gold coast uh on the weekend and i just know there's gonna be people at the airport just like with masks on and i'm gonna be like the only guy just like going dude get over it and i'm gonna die uh and then that one person's gonna like, <laughs> so uh yeah the tour was awesome. Uh, do want to give a bit of an apology this is why you never say things this is why you never make promises because they're hard to keep. So I said I was hoping to take uh, this podcast on tour with me. I didn't know what the situation was going to be. Turns out pretty difficult to film a podcast when you're doing shows almost every night and the rest of the time you're in a very cramped motorhome with four other dudes. I think Lewis managed to do one and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to keep editing and just prioritize my main channel uh, and put some stuff up on there instead. So that's what I did. And I got out a few videos on tour, but I didn't get a chance to do the podcast. So please forgive me. It's been a while since the last ep. 
And uh, before the comedy festival now, I'm going away for five days, but uh, really, uh, there's no excuse now. So should be weekly. There's literally no excuse. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be in Melbourne for like a couple months after this one uh, Gold Coast runner shows. But then, yeah, what else is going on? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about the tour a little bit more. It was uh, pretty cool. To be honest, uh, I got to travel the country uh, with, you know, mates and we got we drove from Melbourne to Cairns in a motorhome. That's something I never thought I would do. I kind of have always thought about that. I was like, I wonder if, I, if I'm going to do the road trip. Like you always hear people go, man, we drove this far. And I was like, oh, that, that could be fun, but also a lot of driving, bit of a seeps. But when you break it up over three weeks, it's heaps of fun. I think the most driving we did in a day it was probably like nine hours. And that's because we drove from Port Macquarie to Toowoomba, but we went via the Gold Coast to pick up uh, the merch, which turns out was the shittest merch in the game. If you listen to Luke and Lewis, you already know about that. But essentially, we ordered the worst socks known to mankind accidentally. We ordered great socks and got sent back fucking atrocious, uh, an atrocious excuse for a sock. And now we have 500 of them. So if you want to go to lukeandlewis5.com and cop yourself with the world shit of socks, then hey, go for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The the one thing that was really cool was just seeing places that I've never seen before. Like I, I went to Bundaberg, Port Macquarie never been to, Wagga, uh, Rockhampton, fucking all the places of Queensland. I've never been to Cairns before, never been to Townsville. And... It was kind of just what you realize is every place is kind of the same. <laughs> They're all like just not a city yet. And they may never will be some of them. And that's fine. And it was awesome. I, I prefer places like that. It's just so frustrating when it's like a Wednesday night and I'm used to living in a place where there's shit open. And like we'll be editing till like 10. We're in Townsville. And we're like, oh, Let's go uh, eat. And then we went to look up food and it's like, oh, the only place open at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday is the casino. So we just had to go to this casino and watch like a bunch of, let's be honest, 70% Asian people just put thousands. I watched this guy put like at least $1,000 in $100 and $50 notes. I was like counting them. I was like, one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four, and then I was like, I got to seven hundred, and there was still more, and then it just went into the table, and I was like, oh my god! And then I watched him lose it in fucking five minutes. It was wild. This is why I don't gamble. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I, I'm not built for that. It gives me anxiety. The thought, because like every money, like not every money, every dollar I do earn off comedy and stuff, I just put it straight. That's my version of gambling. I put it straight back in to the business. I'm like, oh, I could buy this for a video. I could buy this new camera or, you know, this, because it's all pretty expensive to to run your own business, essentially, which is what I do. So I don't get how people just throw away like $800 for the thrill. It's cheaper to go fucking skydiving if you want a thrill. That's what blows my mind. Anyway, throughout this Townsville casino and uh, I was just watching people throw away money and it's wild. Oh, I want to talk about the cane toads. Every time I put an Instagram story of a cane toad up on my Instagram, people get so angry that it's not me killing it. 
Now, <laughs> that's how fucked Queensland is. I put a video up of a little baby cane toad. It was no bigger than a five cent piece. It was tiny, like a little incy wincy, probably one day old cane toad. And I was like, oh, is this a cane toad or a frog? I don't know. Let me know. And then I did like a poll and it turns out no one else knew because it came back like 50-50 and all these people were like, it's a fucking cane toad, kill it. And all these other people were like, no, it's a frog, leave it. And everyone from Queensland was like, it doesn't matter, mate, it could be a cane toad, fuck it up. People were sending me tips of how I should kill it. They're like, mate, if you, if you just get a golf club, fucking nine irons work best, mate, you can really get under it. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a tourist here. I'm not going to kill a cane toad. It's, it's not in my jurisdiction. I don't live here. I get it. If you live here, they're pests. I understand why people kill them. They fucking eat the cane and they... Is that why they call cane toads? Yeah. They, they just eat everything. They're disgusting. I do understand it. And they fucking breed like crazy. And they're everywhere. And like, if you, if you just look at the road down the street, there's just flat cane toads left, right, and center, and no one cleans it up. It's insane. And there was like the more north we got, the more cane toads started appearing. And then the more people were messaging me like, you're killing them? You're fucking killing Like people were so angry. Like they were like, and you know, people were telling me stories about like, they flick them on roofs with tennis rackets. And then because, and then they just burn on the roof. Like they just fry in the sun. They're, They're like teaching me good ways. They're like, oh mate, but here's the thing. I've had experience with cane toads in the past. So this is a true story. When I was like 10 maybe or 8. Yeah, I think I was like about 10. Oh, sorry. The uh, camera stopped. We're back. Um, so when I was like 10, I was in the Northern Territory where they have them there. Or maybe I was, I was in North Queensland. I don't really remember. I think they have them in Northern Territory as well. And there was like the, the, my... Tour guide, it was like a family holiday. The tour guide was like, oh, if you see a cane toad, uh, yeah, you just, f- f- they were literally like, feel free to kill it. And I was like 10 and I was like, oh, that's fucked up. And then I saw one, like a bunch of them, and then they were really getting on my nerves because then one got caught in my thong. I was walking back from the showers. I'll never forget this. I'm walking and they're everywhere, right? Like they're plagued. The place I was at, they were just like, there was 20 just staring at me and I was so grossed out. I don't even really like spiders. You know, I'll, I'll get rid of one around the house. I'm not one of those people who just goes, all right, we're fucking moving the house. You know those people? Like, yeah, they see one in the car, like, fuck it. Take it. Just crush the car. I don't need it anymore. There was a huntsman in there. I'm not one of those people. I will. I just don't like creepy crawlies. Like a normal amount. No one's like, wants to pet it. No one like wants to, you know, bite a toy and be like, oh, his name's Oscar. And then it's just like a red back spider, you know. I, I, I dislike creepy crawlies as much as the next person. And cane toads are fucking gross. And I'm walking back from the shower and I'm like tiptoeing over them. Like, ew, ew, ew. And then one jumped at me and I freaked out. And then it's, it's I would never forget this. Its arm got caught in my thong, which is a flip-flop for your American fucks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not talking about my G-string as a 10-year-old. So it got caught in like the, the the rubber bit that goes over your foot and its arm got caught and I panicked and I f- kicked my foot up. I just flung my foot up in the air and then it ripped the arm off the cane toad. Just its arm went... F- 
and I heard it rip apart from the body and then its arm was stuck under on my bare foot under the thong and then it, I watched a one-armed cane toad just hop away unaffected. They don't even need their arms. Just this amputeed cane toad just trekking on going, that's all right, didn't need it anyway, boing, boing, boing. It was the most disgusting thing. Then I had to quickly flick off my thong and the arm went flying and then it was so gross and then I hate them ever since. So then fast forward a week, the tour guide keeps telling us, like, you can kill them, like, they're pests, we hate them, they're disgusting. And I'm 10 and I kind of regret this now because I probably, I wouldn't do this now, but and when you're 10 and someone tells you you can kill something, apparently that that just sparks your inner psychopath. Right, and my brother and I, we saw one, and I'll never forget this. They were like, "Oh, let's kill it!" Like they want us to kill them. So we grabbed this rock, and we just—it was this big boulder. I would say like as big as a footy, like, and you know, and then it just—we dropped this boulder on the cane toad, and it just went, and it made the most gross noise. And I just regret—I remember regretting it immediately. I was like, "Oh my god, no, no, no!" And then I. I was so grossed out by it. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then I took about five, 10 seconds to lift the rock off it thinking what I will find is just a pancaked dead cane toad, which is what you'd expect. I took the rock, this big boulder, like off the cane toad. And what I saw next is still one of the most graphic things I've ever seen in nature. It was a flat cane toad but with its beady eyes still sticking up, darting around, so it wasn't dead. Then it took about three seconds. It kind of, it was like one of those mattresses that self-inflates. I just watched it go, and it started, it was a pancake, and then it started to, like, inflate back up to a normal cane toad size, but its guts had spewed out of its mouth, and then it just went, and it sucked up its guts, and hopped away. It just went and absorbed everything that had come out of its body from the pressure of the rock. Just went, slurped it in like it was a like it just went to Seven Eleven and just bounced away. And I almost threw up in my mouth. And I I'll never forget that. It's just one of those things that's in my brain forever. Everyone probably, if you're older, you probably have those weird childhood memories. You're like, yeah, well, fuck, remember that time? And this is just a thing that happened in my life. And it's insane. And I didn't know that could do that. They're like cockroaches, man. They don't fucking die. Now I get why everyone hates them. But yeah, I'm not the, the, to answer everyone on Instagram, no, I'm not going to film myself. Imagine that. Imagine if that's what I became. I get into Queensland. 10 people message me on Instagram, fucking kill it. And then I start uploading videos of me just murdering cane toads to all my followers. Everyone was like, this guy's a fucking psycho. What do you want? Is that what honestly you want? They'd be like 10 people going, fuck yeah. And like 70,000 other people going, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> That's what would happen. It's crazy, man. I couldn't believe that, that they actually thought I would kill it. Like that's a local's job. If you're a Queenslander, sort out your own shit. You know, in, in Melbourne, I'll help you be in a crappy coffee. That's what, that's my jurisdiction. You don't come here and fuck with that. That's what we're known for. You're known for your dog shit cane tones. We're known for our reasonably above average coffee. So if you have a bad one, Hey, happy to dispose of that for you, but I'm not going to touch your thing and you shouldn't touch ours. All right. That's just keep it that way. All right. Also, I don't want to, I don't want to 
have anything to do, honestly, with anyone who refers to a Parmigiana as a Parmi. And that's just it. That's as simple as that. And what I've done there is I've just made maybe 50% of the people who listen to this podcast mad. And that is funny because that's about as provocative as my comedy gets. <laughs> just dividing people over food arguments is the majority of my comedy. And it's kind of what I'm known for, you know, like, yeah, I do stand up quite well, but you know, dividing people with food is, and is really a skill of mine. Uh, anyway, what else do I want to talk about? I had a list, you know, I always write my list. Just got to get it up. Oh, oh, I forgot to talk about this before. But did you know some girl... Nah, it's getting back to the toilet paper thing. We'll move on. I'll just quickly say it. Some girl pulled a knife. It was some woman in Sydney pulled a knife on another woman because they were fighting over toilet paper in a supermarket. Oh, that's fucked. That's what people do uh, over meth and drugs. You're like, hey, you got my shit. You owe me money. No, 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 it's mine. It's my heroin. No, it's mine. Knife pulled. Not of a toilet paper. That's all I have to say about that. I was supposed to bring that up before, but I forgot. Let's talk about on the way home. So regional tour was awesome. And by the way, thank you so much to everyone who came out uh, to, to see us live. Uh, it was really cool. Like it, every show, it was so crazy how like you could tell the people were there for me and you tell the people there for like both of us and the people there for Lewis, you know. And it was really cool seeing like a spread of both uh, Lewis and I's fans in the same room and all realizing like, oh, like my fans, some of my fans like told me afterwards and same with Lewis's. They were like, oh, look, you know, like I wasn't actually a big fan of you, Luke. And then like, you know, I saw you live. I'll definitely come to your shows from now on. And that's fucking awesome. And the same thing happened. Like people came to see me and they're like, oh, I thought Lewis was like really different. And then they see him perform live. They're like, Oh, that was really cool. So that was like one of the most fun parts of the tour was performing in front of people, uh, that, you know, usually wouldn't come to either of our shows. So, um, it was just a, it was a really fun time. Like it was probably, it would be something I look back on as one of the funnest times of my life. But when you're in it, you're like, Oh, I'm sleeping on the floor tonight because we're rotating like who was sleeping on the floor every night. And you know, but that's living, isn't it? That's that's the grind. Fuck, we went to so much effort to come to those places. Oh, and this is what pissed me off more than discovering that there was no toilet paper at the supermarket. This actually made me so angry. I got like three messages, the not even the week after, three days after we got back, going, and aggressive as well, like oh, quite aggressive, just going, hey, man. I see your tour. You didn't come to fucking Makai, did you? You never come to fucking... Hey. Hey. Appreciate ya. Thanks for watching. But also... Oh, fuck. Wrong sound effect. Suck my butt. Get a, get a straw. Kill a turtle and suck my butt. Do it I have a plastic straw so you don't miss any of my shit. And tell you what, bad time to be sucking my butt now. <laughs> a real bad time. 
okay? And I thank you for, for liking my comedy, but also um, just came to Mackay. We'll be honest, won't be coming back for a while. That was the kind of the whole point of this trip. We do it and then we see where we sail well and then we maybe go back to some of those places in years to come, right? And it was fun. We it, Don't be like, oh, you ignore regional Australia. <laughs> Just did a whole tour there. 13 shows. Could have come to one. Would have actually loved to have you at some. Some were very light on numbers. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that always makes me angry. But there's nothing you can do, you know. Some people uh, are like cane toads and survive under rocks their whole life. And I'm a little bit like that, but... If I really like someone, I definitely know when they're coming to town. I've, I've been trying to go to a lot more gigs lately. I've got my chem coming up in a couple of weeks in Melbourne. I'm keen for that. Uh, I think I, uh, it, with some of the people in my Discord, we've organized to like go watch my chem together, which could be fun. If you want to join uh, that, it's on the Patreon, $6 a month, and we have like a group chat in there. It's always fun, and uh, I think so. Like, I need to recheck in, but there's a f- bunch of people in there going to download in Melbourne, which should be fun. So, um, yeah, we're gonna. Be, I'm gonna be watching my cam with a bunch of other, probably basic individuals, which should be very fun. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happening. And uh, oh, this is this is another one. This one really bothered me. It just, it blew my mind. This is fascinating. This is probably the most interesting thing I'll say this whole episode. And it will bl- boggle your mind. You'll be like, Luke, there's no way. Actually, you know what? I need to preface this with, I promise you I'm not lying. Okay? I received a message. I'm not going to find it. Okay? I, it's, it, was a, it was a couple of weeks ago, right? From someone on Instagram. And as often these messages come i've figured out is like they often they come in with a bit of heat these people they come in swinging just swung the microphone away from me (laughs) they come in swinging just like i did there a little bit too hard it said hey luke bit of a marketing tip for you full stop and i read that and that's all i could see that was the teaser and i was like oh fuck here we go I was like, it's either going to be from one of those spam accounts that go, we can help you with all your social media. You just give us 100% of the profit or whatever. The, I, the, I thought it was that. Or it's going to be the shittest message ever. And it was the latter. It was the shittest message ever. It said, hey, Luke, bit of a marketing tip for you. And again, cannot stress this enough. A real human typed this whole thing and then hit send. And that happened. Okay? And the sky's blue and grass is green, and these are all just facts. Hey, Luke, bit of a marketing tip for you. I see you're promoting a comedy tour on Facebook, and then I go on your website, and I can't find the tickets. Why the, and, I, and, I, and I can promise you, why the fuck wouldn't you have your tickets on your own website? You know what, man? Get a thick shake straw. You know what? (laughs) 
Get a fucking funnel. <laughs> Drink my poo. I don't know what else to say to that. He can be my toilet paper. Hey, man, I don't need toilet paper because you can lick my ass. That's the dumbest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Fuck buying up toilet paper. Get this guy to lick your shit because that's what he deserves. Are you kidding me? I went on your website. Go on my website. It's the front page. LukeKidgel.com followed by all my tour dates. And that's it. That's all the website is. And I wasn't even angry. I just laughed and I went, there's no way this person's real. And I, I, I treated it like a joke. I replied. I was like, ha, ah, yeah, man. Anyway, I hope to see you at the show. Because you got to treat that like it's comedy. It's not good comedy, but you've got to, you can't be like, get angry at that because you're not actually thinking as a person with an, a, even an above microscopic brain that that, like, what website did he go to? That's, I reckon he went to a different website. Like, I bet you there's, like, a Luke Kittle that's, like, a you know, environmental activist, and he went to that guy's website, and it's just like, what the fuck? This is all about greenhouses and planting trees. Where's his shows? I mean, what did he look at? I want to know that. I want to see a screenshot of what he looked at and been like, oh. And then, so I went, ha yeah, man, see you at the show or whatever, because I just thought he was joking. And because there's no one that dumb. And I, again, I give people a bit the benefit of the doubt when I shouldn't. I think people are smart. Because I think I'm quite silly sometimes. And I'm like, well, there's no one dumber than me. Turns out there's heaps of people dumber than me. Um, and then he goes, well, I won't see you at the show because I can't buy fucking tickets. And it wouldn't have even bothered me if he was like, not angry if he was just stupid because he was stupid and angry it made me angry if he was just dumb i would have felt really bad for him and maybe like be like man what's your postal address i'm gonna send you a card and it just says get well you know (laughs) that's what would have that's what i should have done but instead i just got angry and i was like hey man and i linked in the website is this the website you went on i'm like there is there and he goes oh didn't look properly my bad just found it but i'm like dude don't come in so Hot. You came in like if you were a character right now in Sharkboy and Lava Girl, you'd be Lava Girl, dude, because you came in so fucking warm to that conversation. Just cool it down, crank the aircon, and then start typing. Just cool your jets. That's all I'm asking. Uh, so anyway, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, all right, two more things to go, and then I got to wrap it up because I got I got to go to a dinner. Look at that. I'm very, oh, fuck. I'm going to go do it now. Okay. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be late. Uh, I want to tell you this. So uh, on the way back from Cairns, we flew home. Uh, obviously, didn't drive back because that would be the worst. And I got stuck next to an American tour group of the most stereotypical Americans I've ever seen. It was like watching a Tim Allen movie and they were all Tim Allen. Or it was like watching those, you know what I'm talking about? Those middle-class American movies where you kind of watch, I honestly thought it was just a Hollywood thing where they portrayed Americans to be that lame. Like, you know, it was like there was a bunch of extras and they were all at a zoo and there was like the, the fat dad with, with cargo pants, belt on, or up around his like nipples, you know, and he's bird watching. 
you know, just with binoculars on. And like, he's got the little, you know, like those, uh, the little strap that goes to your glasses, you know, so you can, so you can wear your glasses like a necklace when you're not wearing them. I thought those people didn't exist because no one really does that here. Like if, if you do that here, you're a bit of a character. You're like, oh, Rog, but he's a bit of a, he, yeah, he's not all there, but you know, we bloody like him. That's what, <laughs> that's the vibe in Australia. If you do that, everyone in the group, it blew my mind, was so American, all a little bit overweight. Now, there's probably going to be American going, we're not all like that. Hey, what I saw is what I saw. You can't take that. You can't take that away from me. Okay. I'm not exaggerating here. They were all like over 50. Maybe it was just they were from a part of America that's like this. I could tell they were all Christians, right? I could just, you know, you could just tell like when I, could, I just knew the exact type of people they were. And I overheard some of the shittest conversation for three and a half hours. I took my headphones out by the end. It blew my mind how condescending and American they were. And it was amazing. So they're behind me. We're on a domestic flight in Australia. They start uh, asking the, the the host guy, like the, you know, the airline work. What's the, what are they called? The, um, it wasn't a hostess. What's a male one called? Whatever. The dude who worked for Virgin. And he's bloody going down with a cart of food. And you just hear, excuse me, like so loudly and obnoxiously, by the way. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me there. Hi. Hello. Yeah. And then waved him over like he was entitled. Hello. Come on. And then he, and the guy came over. He's like, hey. and then the guy speaking in a normal volume because we're on a quiet plane was like, hey, man, how can I help you? And he's like, so uh, me and my wife, we were just wondering, and his wife was not even listening. So it was him. He was wondering. He's like, we we're just wondering, uh, do you guys have NASCAR? NASCAR? And then the Australian guy looked at him like, this guy fucking serious. But the other guy, the American guy thought that meant, oh, he's confused. He doesn't know what NASCAR is. Everyone knows what NASCAR is, okay? We've all seen cars. We get it. Lightning McQueen is a thing here. But... He goes, oh, NASCAR, and then starts doing the driving, like doing a, like he's playing fucking Air Nintendo Wii, like Mario Kart. He's like, you know NASCAR, you know, do you have it here? And then the Australian guy, like who worked there, was just like, yeah, mate, we have it. And he goes, oh, great. Would I be able to watch that on my television? You know, my TV. Like, we wouldn't know what fucking TV is. I started pissing myself, right? And I'm sitting there getting so angry. Um, and then, and I, and I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Just don't say anything, Luke. Just stay out of it. That's fine. It's fine. Just let it happen and it will be like a fun thing to observe. And then after a while, I just couldn't help myself, right? So then the conversation continues and the guy's like, yeah, Matt, we have it. But uh, he goes, he goes, we have it on TV. It's probably on like, you know, like some Foxtel or something like that. He goes, but uh, we don't do NASCAR here. He's like, we just do uh, like V8, you know, like supercar. Oh, supercars. Oh, okay. V8. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, he's like, now where can I watch NASCAR in Melbourne? And he's like, oh, and the, the guy was just like, oh, look, you might have to go to like a sports bar or something like that. And he goes, a sports bar. Oh, okay. And I was getting so fucking annoyed by this point. I'm like, this guy's just been so condescending. I just turned around and I'd never do this. Plane. I just turned around and went, yeah, but you'd be lucky if it's on because it's not really a sport, is it? 
Woohoo! Just to see what he'd say. You know when you're feeling alive sometimes and you're just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to ruin a stranger's day. And he just goes, <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't consider it a sport? And I was like, oh, like, you know, guys, and I, and I was so, I was just being as condescending back. And I was like, oh, you know, like guys in cars doing this. And I just did circles with my finger and the look in his face. And I knew he wanted to be like, there's a lot more skill in it. And I understand that. I know it's not just guys going in circles. That it's, it's very hard. They're driving very fast. I get it. It's like all supercar racing. I just wanted to make him angry. Um, and he did. He got, he got fucking annoyed. And he goes, oh. And he goes, you Australians with your sense of humor. <laughs> and then he just went back to his in-flight magazine. <laughs> so good, dude. They all had fucking name tags on. There was a guy named Trevor. And I was like, of course your name's Trevor. Of course it is. You're wearing a red polo, high socks, the shittest brown shoes, like literally a what are those shoes on his feet and then just had the worst comb over. He was fat and it was just, oh, you were born a Trevor. You were destined to be this. You were destined to request is fucking NASCAR on in Australia? That was you. That's your birthright. It was pretty awesome watching a guy just fulfill his destiny on a flight from Cairns to Melbourne like that. He didn't even know. I don't think. I was like, mate, what just happened was something pretty special. But this is what you were born to do. You were born to be this much of a fucking obnoxious fuckhead. I was very proud. Um. All right, we're gonna end it quickly with the. Uh, pump up song. Uh, I don't even have time for the opener. I really have to go. Uh, so this week uh, we are doing uh, Thunderstruck versus Holding Out for a Hero was the voting. Uh, I just started the voting right before I started. I'll just give you an update on who's winning so you can get an idea. Uh, it is Thunderstruck is beating Holding Out for a Hero 53% to 47%. It's a close matchup so far and I'll just check the YouTube results. And then uh, this week we're going to be voting for Another one, so then we can get to the grand final even quicker. So, ooh, holding up for a hero, smashing Thunderstruck, 40, uh, 60% to 40% on YouTube. So, uh, this next, so th- the winner of those two will go through to the grand final. So, it's either going to be Thunderstruck or holding up for a hero. And uh, playing off this week is Fat Bottom Girls, still in this competition, versus Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name, a.k.a. Shot through the heart. Uh, so, yeah, may the ultimate pump-up song win. Vote with your heart. Vote with your soul. Take it seriously. because This is the longest-running competition of mankind. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. I do have to go. Uh, this has been heaps of fun. The podcast is going to be weekly again. But, hey, this podcast is full of empty promises as well. So I'll see you guys next week. Um, I'm going up to the Gold Coast for... Uh, a few nights, but then I'll be back. Still pumping out content. I would love to see you at the shows. I'm so fucking keen on uh, doing these tour this year. It's easily my best work to date. And uh, yeah, I think you all are going to love it. If you, It's got a little bit of everything. It's got like, you know, if you like some, like some fuck stuff, it's all in there. If you like some silly shit, I got some of the silliest jokes I've ever written. 
And then if you're well behaved, um, there's a certain bit that some people request at the shows and it rhymes with bog. And then, but all I'm thinking about is poo right now, so I could just think bog, but you know, starts with an F and some people yell it, whatever. And then if you're good enough, you might be able to hear that too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Woohoo! LukeKidgel.com. Despite what you may think, all my dates are up there. I would love to see you at a show. <laughs>